Welcome back, guys. It's another week. Uh, another week has gone by, but it, I am still the seminarian down in St. Louis that you listen to uh, on the podcast. So this is, once again, Dan Gregg. Uh, this is the Seminary Tidbits, and it's Friday the 23rd. It's February. Um, let me tell you a little bit about some good food I had last Friday. It, it stands out in my mind as important. Uh, I went and got a hamburger. Now, hamburgers, guys, hamburgers are very important um, because they're very simple. If you think about it, you know, hamburger it, it usually uh, ground beef mashed into like a patty shape, and you, what do you do? You you put it on a um, a grill or if you're nasty, you put it in the microwave. You can broil them. You can make them on a skillet. Uh, there's so many ways of cooking the burger. And then there's, what do you do with the bun? Do you just eat it raw? Do you put that in the toaster? What do you put on the burger? Well, guys, there are many different ways to make a burger. And some ways make the burger taste just, just all right. Some Some ways make the burger taste awful, and some ways make the burger taste perfect. And let me tell you guys, I had a burger that was possibly perfect last Friday night. And it was at this place called Tam Avenue Bar in Dogtown, and, uh, across from Seamus McDaniels, where you know it's usually someone would go and get a hamburger at Seamus McDaniels, but this was Tam Avenue Bar. It's an extension of Max Local Eats. So what is Max Local Eats? Uh, Max Local Eats is, um, it, 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 was, it used to just be a, uh, a meat store. Well, like you'd go and get some grass-fed meat from, you know, the, the open plains of Kansas or rural Missouri, but then they said, we, got the, we've, we have the meats. Let's make a, a, a little restaurant. And so that's what they did. Um, what the, they are known for making here is uh, um, aged ground beef burgers. So what I had was a grass-fed, locally sourced, uh, aged ground beef burger. And if you can think of how um, they cook a steak and shake burger. That's uh, how they prepared it for me. So very greasy, as you might assume. Um, you know, pretty thin, but they put two patties on there. And you can ask for whatever you want, but I got something called the Louie. So it was, you know, your, your double cheeseburger, but it used Provel cheese as well as pickled peppers, onions, mayonnaise, all that good stuff. And then um, for the french fries, it was french fries with red-hot riplet seasoning, uh, a St. Louis local speciality. I think if you um, listened uh, maybe a couple weeks ago when we went to the St. Louis Wing Company, they also made chicken wings that were spiced with the red-hot Riplet seasoning. But anyways, I'm going to be uh, 
trying another hamburger place tonight called the Shake Shack. Um, the Shake Shack is uh, a famous gourmet burger place that made a name for itself in New York City, but uh, the guy who started it um, he's from St. Louis, so he's come back to St. Louis to open one here. So I'll be getting some of those gourmet burgers tonight. Probably a milkshake, guys. Let's be real. I haven't had one in a long time. Uh, I'm going to make that a reality tonight. But anyway, let's move into the short amount of theology I have for you. I don't want to press it too much this week. Um, I'm still, uh, you know, forming... Uh, some you know my theology of the the Ten Commandments and stuff like that, but I I know enough about it uh, to share a little bit of what I've learned. Um, so first of all, let's dive a little bit into Luke. But before I do that, I might ask you, what are the Gospels about? Uh, and you might answer, the Kingdom of God is at hand. And you would be right. That's what links all the Gospels together in uh, meaning. Jesus has come to declare that the kingdom of the reign of heaven, the reign of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And uh, that's something that can fill us with hope and scares a lot of people. Now a major theme of Luke is the reversal of power. Uh, this is something that we've been talking about for the last two weeks in uh, gospel class. And so what that looks like is the low status people, the people that are looked down upon, the poor, lame, blind, marginalized, people that are, you know, female. They uh, were low status back then, and um, Jesus came to reverse this. So what was Jesus doing in Luke? He was healing the lame, like the paralytic, he was healing the blind, the man with the shriveled hand. He was eating with sinners. He was uh, healing women and using women as examples of faith, like the, the woman that um, cleaned Jesus' feet with her hair, tears, and oil. And the, the bad guys in the story, you know, the Pharisees, um, they're always... Uh, asking things of Jesus, like trying to shame him in public, like, um, uh, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? You know, why do you eat with these, pe these people of low power, or sorry, not low power, low status? And Jesus says, of course, the classic phrase, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And now, so our professor uh, shared some information that I thought um, was pretty uh, paradigm shifting. Uh, he said, "He said, you know, who here thinks that you can, you know, save yourself through your own actions? You know, you look around to see if anyone can, was going to fall for this one. No one does. And he said, but who here has ever thought that they were better than someone else? And everyone laughs because you thought you were better than someone else like 15 seconds ago. And Luke, the, the Gospel of Luke is all about, you know, um, telling people to reverse this way of thinking, to humble yourself, 
and to uh, you know give power to those that are of low status. So that's something that you can reflect on as you're reading through Luke this uh, coming month, maybe week, I don't know. Uh, and just kind of, you know, whenever you see that theme, point at it and yell to the person in the other room that you found another instance of Jesus reversing the power structure of the day. And let me tell you, you'll annoy whoever you're screaming at because you're going to be doing it a lot. But that's just another way that the scriptures have been made alive uh, to me in the past week. Uh, something that I've also uh, been very excited about recently is I've been reading more and more in the original Greek um, and just, you know, going really slow through readings and just uh, kind of soaking it all in, digesting it, as the common book of prayer says. Now I'm going to squeeze in this second bit of information. Uh, I'm not going to expand too much on the Ten Commandments this week because uh, I still want to learn some more about it and um, think it over a little bit more. But I think the order in tradition of these things um, will be very interesting to you guys. I'm going to share it with you. So uh, the old way, like the Catholic way of ordering um, what we might call a catechism is the creeds, the Lord's Prayer, and then the Ten Commandments, um, with the uh, reasoning be, so who organized them this way was St. Augustine, because uh, he was uh, working on the principle of faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So he saw the creed as faith, or intellectual knowledge about the faith, and then the Lord's Prayer being hope, or what we pray for in hope, and then the Ten Commandments is love, because uh, Paul says that we can summarize the commandments in one word, love. And so that was his way of ordering them. But then you get to um, uh, Martin Luther, and the way we think of faith is no longer an intellectual knowledge thing. Um, love is thought of in a different way. Hope is thought of in a different way. More important to Martin Luther um, in his confessional understanding of these three things was now ten command it goes ten commandments, creed, and Lord's Prayer. Because ten commandments was law and the knowledge of how to live correctly, then the creeds with gospel, where faith is trust in the gospel. And then the Lord's Prayer, or how do, how the gospel plays out in real life, and how to fight against Satan. Another way to think about it is, the commandments diagnose our condition, the creed gives us the cure, and the Lord's Prayer is how we apply the cure. And then even more in depth is, the commandments, you know, tell us how to live our life and guide us on how to live our life. Uh, you know, they give us information of how to treat other people, how to um, steward God's possessions, our time and neighbors, um, how to use them properly. And then in the last context, with the Lord's Prayer, prayer, that's where talking to God comes into play because 
before you knew God, before you knew Christ, Satan, you know, already had you. But then now that you know Christ, um, Satan now actively has to work against you. And so you need to rely on God even that much more and be in prayer with him and in the external word in the Bible. But regardless, thank you for listening. Uh, that's all I have to tell you this week. Uh, I'm still formulating more things to say on that subject. Uh, I um, look forward to learning some more next week and reporting back to you guys. I hope that you learned a little bit here. And <laughs> if you learn nothing or bad things, I hope you forget about it. But uh, I was pretty eager to share these things with you this week. So if you if you would, please pray with me. Uh, dear Lord, Everlasting Father, um, I come before you today as someone who's still trying to learn as much as he can, still trying to find a way to explain it all. Um, but I understand that that isn't necessarily going to happen. Um, only you know everything and you choose to reveal uh, what you want to reveal, so to speak. Therefore, all I can do is give myself to your will and have faith and act upon what you've already told us in order to not only make the world now a better place, but the world to come a better place. I pray that you work in the lives of my listeners and you work in my life to actively uh, change our lives to fit your will. And I thank you so much for all the ways that you've, the various ways that you've loved and blessed us in the past and the way that we can look forward to you doing even more so in the future. I ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much, guys. I'm going to go get that burger and that milkshake, and I hope you have a great weekend. Bye-bye.